Hello, hello. Okay, so. Hi, my name's Kevin Laredo. I am the host of On the Streets of Laredo, a Texas true crime podcast. Josh is not here with me right now. He will be on in a bit, but I'm just going to set up the entire... What's the word I'm looking for? The whole structure of the show today. So we're going to talk about some very heavy stuff, right? So, but before I do that, before I go over what the whole show is going to be about, um, listen to all the podcasts on our network of the Aliens Under Border uh, network. We got That's Just My Opinion, actually, uh, uh, Beans, Brews, and Buds. That's one that I'm on, basically going on over texas on coffee shops having you know conversation with friends on the streets of laredo a texas true crime podcast uh which the title on its own says it's what it is there's also of course aliens on a border which is about to happen right now and of course lockdown listens which will be premiering their new season coming up uh with their new episodes so another cool thing is the that's just my opinion merch um if you don't know that's just my opinion with the hosts uh, Marlene Uribe and Tracy Trevino. <laughs> They're very good. If you like chemistry, that's very like lighthearted, very sassy kind of. I don't really know how to explain their chemistry, but it's so good. And they recently came out with some few stickers. They're going to release some pre-orders for the shirts uh, that they're releasing. So follow that on their Instagram page. And yeah. Okay, so let me actually turn on my webcam. I don't even know why I'm not presenting myself in my face. So main topics that we're going to talk about today right before Josh comes over is definitely the the Chauvin trial, which is why I'm here. It's true crime related, so going to try to go through the whole topic itself without being too gruesome on it. And of course, we're going to talk about the border crisis that's happening according to the media itself but other than that let's uh let's get the show started right oh that's not the right button where is it oh there it is aliens on the border hello hello <laughs> wait i don't I, like that i like this there you go what's going on my peeps how's everybody doing today what up mexican vanilla roast loredo <laughs> yes, i don't have sir. a crazy i don't have a crazy screen name today because we're, we're a little bit more serious than usual <laughs> on this episode <laughs> kind of kind of not not too serious then, then kind should of serious. i out of solidarity I should just name myself my usual, murder. my usual, murder bean, murder uh, bean Loredo, because that's 
pretty much the uh, one of the main topics that we're going to be talking about today is you guys, uh, Kevin, you introduced the topics at the beginning. Yep. Uh, and we're going to jump right into it because there's a lot of things that I wanted to talk about with regards to the Derek Chauvin case. And if you're wondering what that is, that is the police officer that was involved in the death of George Floyd. Some may say directly caused the death of George Floyd. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the uh, about a year ago or so now, right? It's already been a year. Uh, about so, yeah. It's going to be. Have you been keeping up with like the case or not? The yes. Case, the, uh, the the trial, yeah, bro. It's it's been fucking. I it's... have my two cents on this fucking case, dog. Because that's why I wanted to message you. I I actually thought it was cool that like you told me to come in and shit. I was like, fuck yes, bro. Now I'm not excited because of the case, but it's just more of like <laughs> it's right whole... up your alley. Yeah, and it's just like something I've been following, and it and it's fucking insane, bro. Well, not lo- just not just like I think, in, in terms um, of like what it's about, basically. Yeah, right. And I think that a lot of uh, very interesting information has been revealed through the course of the trial. To be mm-hmm. honest, uh, a lot of shit that I had never considered. Stuff that both sides are, you know, presenting their case and presenting pertinent evidence that. Uh, you know, may or may not be able to change people's perception of it. There's one thing that is definitely uh, something that I would say I noticed is that all of the quote unquote mainstream media outlets, you know, CNN yeah. and MSNBC and everything, they, they have a narrative that they're trying to promote. You know what I mean? And it's fairly evident. It's fairly simple. If you pay attention to any of the headlines, whether it's you're looking at the articles or if you're actually watching the news show, they all, and maybe maybe rightfully so, I don't know, they all paint uh, Derek Chauvin to be losing or or, or they seem to be setting up the public or public perception of the case that yeah. that he's going to lose. It been be convic- convicted for the charges and some of the some of the some of the charges and shout out to Luis, dude. Thanks for the share and, and thanks, like. Dog. Smash that like button and, <laughs> and share the shit out of this. No, no, but um, you know the um, fuck, I lost my train of thought. So the narrative is being painted yeah. one way. the The truth of the matter is that the, in order to be able to convict on the counts or the allegations that are being levied against Officer Chauvin, you know, there's a certain standard for or a certain standard criteria. For the jury, it has to yeah. be a hundred percent. Like it has to be a full, like unanimous yeah, decision to to be a guilty all, verdict. All the defense has has to do is prove a reasonable doubt, essentially, because yeah. they're charging him with second degree murder. No, not the defense. You're talking about the, um, the opposite of defense. No, the not the prosecution. I'm saying Derek Chauvin's defense. They have to prove a reasonable doubt. And in the opposite, the prosecutor has to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that he is guilty, right? So, and he's being charged yes. with second and third degree uh, murder, mm-hmm. which require intent and motive. And you want then, me to give you my prediction on this shit, dog? Yeah. It's going to be manslaughter. That's all it's going to be. It's going right. to be, he's going to get off probably on, no, not even. He's going to be acquitted. That's my main prediction. He's going to be I fucking acquitted. I think he acquitted. might be acquitted too. He's just going to be fucking acquitted because in the last few recent years, no cop has gone to to fucking uh, prison for shit except a black cop who shot a fucking white lady like in Minnesota or Mississippi. One of those fucking towns. One, one of those other. fucking states. 
Yeah, and it's in in a few recent years, that's the only thing that's ever happened with a cop killing a civilian. And and in this trial has been fucking wild, bro. Because like, right off the get go, and it's still it's, go, it's still going fucking strong. If anything, they fucking hit it harder, and it shows. And I'm I'm gonna start speaking like like fucking my fucking Jose Luis like as an SJW in some form of way. But it's it's just like the way these conservatives are like twisting the narrative itself or even if you want to call it a fucking narrative like it shows that their whole conservative like like defense it's a it's flat out just a reactionary d- defense of what of the, the whole case is I don't, it's basically I, coming down to just yeah. vilifying the victim and it's mm-hmm. fucking shitty dog because like the guy's dead like what's the whole point of like doing that to a well, person the, who's already dead that, at that, that point. That's the situation as it is, though. Like, in a court of law, you have to be able to provide evidence to prove one thing or another, right? And there's substantial evidence from both sides, I think. You know, like, you have uh, when the, they interviewed the police chief, and, mm-hmm. you know, he was like, the whole knee on the neck is not a technique that we do. And then they're like, here is a picture of one of your trainings in a slideshow that is like, they specifically show an officer with the knee on the neck, and to which he, he rebuttals. He's like, well, that wasn't in the trainings when Chauvin became an officer. So yeah, that's supposedly around 2012, 2013, they removed it, Segun, but I don't know if they added it on later on again. Right, right. But that was definitely one of the things they did mention, and what? that's why I looked into it, and I think it was 12 or 13 where they removed it, Segun. But, I mean... Defund the police. I don't know about all of that. But the, the other interesting <laughs> thing is, like, they show a different angle from the longer video of the body cam of the other officer that's standing there where it, I, I haven't seen the footage on its own. Like I've just read this through different articles and stuff where potentially mm-hmm. the dude's knee was actually in between his shoulder blades from a different angle. And they questioned the police chief in the same way. They're like, can, do you see officer Chauvin's knee in between uh, George Floyd's shoulder blades? And he re- responds. Yes. Like that is also another key thing. You yeah, know what I mean? I Cause like, too, yeah, Th- that is something that it's there, dude. Like you can't deny it just because of the optics of it. Like we still can't forego the justice system. Cause then, you know, I forgot what the saying is, but when you're fighting monsters, something lest ye become a monster. You, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I like don't throw the rules out the window because then they're going to come for you next, essentially, mm-hmm. which I, 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 that was very interesting to me. The whole knee potentially in between the shoulder blades uh, then when the doctor testified, that was also very interesting to where the cause of death, according to the, 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 the doctor that treated him, the emergency room doctor was hypoxia, right? Which that just translates to, um, not having enough oxygen. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then one of the other things is that they were, there were drugs in his system and I forget what like the quantity was or what have you, but there was, yeah, like, that's, an er- that's another thing they're doing and shit. Like, cause there's, but I, I think it's relevant. It. I no, think it's a hundred percent relevant. relevant. The, the thing is, it's that they're, and that's the whole defense and shit. If I, if, if you want me to explain that, what they're doing yeah. so far, cause yeah. they kind of outlined it in their, um, in their opening statements and shit that they're trying to prove that excited delirium was the main reason why this fucker died, right? And for those who don't know what the fuck that is, it's just like a medical legal term when it comes to um, 
someone being under the influence and then they act erratic and then it can induce like a heart attack or some bullshit like that. Uh, but the thing is, which is, well, before it's I get, a, I get into defense. it, yeah, it's that's their defense. They basically, they're trying to vilify uh, George Floyd. Literally, that's what it is. Vilify George Floyd by bringing up his rap sheet, you know, what he's done in the past. Um, and he, of course, the toxic toxicology to kind of go into the toxicology that whole thing. report, yeah. And they're kind of tying those two in. But the thing is, in my opinion, right, or I hope also to the public, is that that information was obviously not present at the time. So how does that justify the cop to be able to do a move that was in in essence not? technically the right thing to do to hold a fucking dude down who's literally yelling you know that he couldn't breathe and shit and there's obviously civilians in the side emts that were that were on the side also saying like hey let me check at least for a pulse the guy hasn't moved for a while and the cop's like no leave him alone and it's like bro yeah like, like at the very minimum i think that it might be likely to be able to prove some sort of negligence Intent and motive for like second and third degree m murder may be a little bit more difficult to prove at this that's point. That's where that's where I'm hoping for at least manslaughter of the third degree, because that shows that you did kill the fucking dude. Yeah. Because I don't want it to come down to the point where it's acquitted, because they blame it on the toxicology, which in this case, in his toxicology, if I'm not mistaken, um, but it had nothing to do with him technically dying at the time well that's questionable because again the toxicology report had him with doses of fentanyl that were way over what you would need to overdose that's a fact mm -hmm. they were way over like i i don't forget the numbers but it was something like it was know, a short like, number but it doesn't yeah. take too much to for that yeah especially with fentanyl because that, that yeah. shit is crazy that killed that shit killed prince that shit killed michael jackson i think yeah it, oh no it killed uh, mac, mac miller, miller. Mac yeah. Miller for sure, crazy. We lost a lot of good people to fentanyl, but I, I don't necessarily think it's vilifying somebody. It's just taking all the facts into consideration and whatever optics they paint, they're gonna paint it because that's what is. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm not trying to come in from like left or right and, and if or politicize this in any way, shape, or form. Because when it mm -hmm. comes to this, like, you, you have to be able to look at the evidence as is in black and white because evidence for the most part is going to be just factual stuff you know what i mean and i don't think that they're vilifying him per se they're oh, just no. taking I'm into, not consideration, that, into consideration i'm not saying the whole the toxicology part is the yeah. vilifying part well it's part of it but it's more of like literally bringing up cases of but it's like it, far four to five yeah. years ago yeah and saying like and they're painting it literally. If you look at the the way they're kind of like the lawyer, which fuck that guy is, is kind of like portraying it. And I get it, you know. And a lot of people can say, well, that's the lawyer's job. It's like you don't have to be an asshole to be a lawyer at this point. Like he, they're literally getting cases of him from four to five years ago, and painting it as like this is a good reason why the cop was able to, you know, put him down and shit like on the ground. And it's like, how does that correlate with the situation, you know, of like what was happening then? How does that like say, hey, this guy had a 
not a history of violence because the ones they were mentioning were just like oh it's just drug use and stuff yeah yeah where the, the, where they pulled him over and he was on nine percocets and he he literally said hey he was like i'm on percocets off, bro yeah he, <laughs> i'm on percocets and shit like i need help because i have an opiate problem how does that him admitting the issue saying to the cops hey you know i have an issue how does that correlate to yes the cop was able to fucking be Detain on that guy's neck with, with such matter yeah exactly so it's it's but, just but like the, i get the, it i get the, the whole other, like bringing it up but like right 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 but then the other know. thing comes into play where with in the other camera angle the police chief has testified that the dude's knee was not actually on his sho- on his neck but in between his shoulder blades yeah that's also another thing i want to so like they're gonna bring that up on the next one too because they're gonna go into more into depth in that shit so, so but you here. see what i mean though to where oh, yeah. now it it's less of i think that they've already established reasonable doubt for the jury to where i don't think they're going to be able to convict him for murder whether second or third mm-hmm. manslaughter might still be on the table you know if yeah. if they can prove negligence and and um you know like clearly him like what you mentioned when he denied like letting people check his pulse or whatever the fuck like that yeah. you know you can probably tie it that into that can definitely be there but as far as like i think it's relevant to bring up those situations in the past because it's just something that gets done in the court of law and it paints someone in, in a way because how do you understand how someone is by their actions yeah not just the actions that you see in front of you right now right because i can be like super nice super cool and shit but then in my past like i fucking you know like i have a history of like i don't know killing someone or whatever the fuck like you know <laughs> yeah, what i mean like okay but at that point and i get that yes, i get that i get what you're saying though on that end but the other case that what the case they brought up it's kind of like it's literally to the point where it's kind of the way they they proposed it even yeah. even the way they kind of worded it during the trial itself it was completely irrelevant to us to in that situation where they literally walk up to the guy and he was doing nothing and he's just like like what the fuck what did i do and then they start talking to him and then the whole fiasco started going down and shit right but in the other situation it's more of like him literally admitting like yeah bro like i just fucking took fucking all up i took nine fucking percocets and shit dog like that's a completely different situation but i definitely understand (laughs) i do get the whole thing about like getting the entire like who is this person and then who is the other person and shit like that you know defending yeah. and, and the one on trial and and, and whatnot but i think that oh, in geez. terms of the way like the whole pr that that is going on around it or, or what have you i think that it's very dangerous for the mainstream media to keep trying to propagate that fucking narrative because it is a narrative that they're pushing there mm-hmm. has been yeah. There's a whole narrative that's been being pushed for quite a while now, you know, with very much so like, quote unquote, SJW undertones or, or whatever the case case may be. Like, there's definitely a narrative that is pushed by all of those, you know, three letter news companies or, or five letter news companies, whatever. Yeah. And I think it's definitely not smart to continuously paint the picture that Chauvin is having like a losing trial. Because I feel like once it doesn't go the way that they're portraying it to, that may be like enough to spark a whole another rash of like riots and all this other shit. You know, is it justifiable? I, I don't agree know. With that. No, I but definitely it's... agree with that shit. Because it's like, 
you can't get ahead of the trial and shit. You can't, you can say like, oh, it's looking like the defense was weak today. You just say, say things like that where it makes sense, which I honestly agree that this past fucking week, it was just complete. They shat on Derek Chauvin for like the longest fucking time until they started bringing up those other things. Like we mentioned, like the other angle where it shows not on his neck. The whole thing where the the emergency room doctor even stated that the leading cause of uh, fentanyl deaths is like hypoxia, which is what he died from. Like mm-hmm. he literally says, like that is the cause why we deter people from using that at all. The fentanyl that is. So like again, I think that the biggest takeaways are likely there won't be able to they won't be able to convict in terms of trying to improve First the intent degree. motive murder yeah yeah but we may likely get manslaughter but even at that it, it's a big if i think i think so too because and i've said it before already and it's just it's it's, it's a whole and, and the fucked up thing is <sighs> Man, that it might fuck it <laughs> might be the right call you know what i mean based on all the fucking evidence that is coming out it might be the right call and people are not yeah no, or either manslaughter or an acquittal, one or the other, right? Like an acquittal, acquittal, acquittal would be less likely, but the the, the standard no, and the precedent. a high likely. Acquittal I mean, there like, you go. That's what I'm I meant. expecting an acquittal, an acquittal, and I'm just hoping for manslaughter. That's right. the thing. But, but I think the important thing is to look at precedents in those cases, right? And yeah. what the actual legal definition of being able to prove manslaughter is. And if the defense does within you know every in within the legal system um prove that it there. wasn't even negligence or anything i'm not saying that i'm, I'm siding with no, 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 i'm just sure. saying that we have to be able to accept that because we can't just because we didn't get our way you know or as we can't just fucking erupt and be like fuck the legal system and everything like to mm-hmm. a certain extent maybe but i think that's a dangerous path to walk because then in the future, if you're saying fuck all the rules, just make sure that the outcome that we want gets out. Yep. What if the narrative shifts to something else that you don't agree with? And then in turn, you don't have any more rules. No, I 100% agree with the whole, like, uh, uh, the way it's the decision's going to be made, which in this case, it requires 100%, like, everyone to be a, a unanimous decision for the murder, like, uh, charge itself. Right. And right. I agree with that 100%. Like, it shouldn't be fucking three-fourths or whatever the fuck it has to be like full everyone yeah, on that it, shit that's a hundred percent life-changing life-altering forever that is you know what my I mean? thing like, is though when it comes to like everyone well may not obviously the defense and i'm not gonna talk about them anymore because they're just i already said what they're doing at this point and shit but it's more of like the the background before the whole planning of it and shit like because the whole media took that fucking story and just spread it out completely. The reason it took so fucking long for obvious reasons that that the the court, uh, I mean, the trial didn't start until like, oh, I'm out here, like super fucking recent. Yeah. Is due to everyone knowing the fucking story. And you can't yeah. get a fucking trial, uh, a, tra- a trial by jury without you know people knowing about it at this point, which yeah, some people have pointed out that it could be. Jury. Yeah. And it could be pointed out in some way that the way the selection works could be slightly uh racist in a way in terms of or at least prejudice and let's use that word better than fucking racist Mm because not everyone's racist 
um, in terms of moving from a populated city where there could have been mainly um, uh, uh, African Americans, and they go into this fucking weird town, or they just go into somewhere else where it's predominantly white, and they try to even out the the fucking uh, the trial itself by having more people pro cop than than like actual you know more central people and yeah, stuff I like th- that yeah it, it, I and think it's part that, of it they 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 screen the the trial i mean the yeah. jury and shit like that but they, they, people know, know this it's part of the whole and all this yeah. shit yeah and and people just point out and 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 it, and it shows if you look at all the jury because you're you're able to see them who they are and and where they come from and shit. which is fucking scary to be honest like oh, 100 percent scary like, bro i would fuck. fucking hate that to be part of a big ass uh case super like that, public case like this fuck no dude a lot of people that that was one of the other reasons why it was postponed as well like some people that were on the original selection for oh, the yeah. jury were like threatened and shit yeah you know what i mean like that fuck all of that i i, I don't know something with this much exposure it's very, very difficult to get like a legitimate, unbiased decision or ruling in one way or another. You know what but I mean? But what does that say about the case itself, though? I I, I know it, you have to be proven guilt. You have to be innocent until proven guilty and stuff like that. But the and it's scary how like how media and this is me being like more like playing devil's advocate. Like of course, like because I have my opinion on it, and you already fucking know it. I've already said it. That I do believe that the cop, uh, Derek, killed him, or at least either negligibly, negligibly, at either with either with intent or due to negligence, one or the other. Exactly, um, and so that's why I believe in stuff like that. And I just feel I I, I see it in a, in a very like wallflower like way that how the public already knows the story and they already made up their mind, and it's so fucking terrifying if we were like. In the 1800s or some shit, where everything was like very like town like, and we would have just gone to that guy's house and fucking like murdered him, bro, for that shit. It it would have been fucking terrifying. Yeah, because then then we devolve into like a rule by mob mentality, and that's exactly. not good either. No. Mm-mm. So, I have faith in the system as I as I always do. Um, do I have faith in people? and stuff like that not much but the system should work and it has worked before with the exception of literally uh fucking um what's the word on the fuck's the guy's name members of the state bro members of the state aren't because if you call them cops they get all fucking pissy about it and shit or just pigs and shit but members of the state have this whole monopoly on violence and that which they have rightfully so adopted because that's literally what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to control violence, and they somehow get caught up in it. Well, some people, not all of them, right? But yeah, shit, man. To, to kind of bring this section to a close, so we can move over to the next yeah. one, which I was really hoping Roger would be in in for this one because he, he has like an inside track on it and you know works with this next part very closely. But in a nutshell, likely we'll end up seeing an acquittal for Derek Shelvin, and it might be the right choice through the litigation process legally in, in the sense of like all the presented evidence or anything that acquittal might be the right choice, regardless of whatever it is that the general public wants to happen. The legal system has to work. Am I for an acquittal? Not necessarily. I don't think so, but 
if it's based on the evidence that's being presented and everything, I guess we're going to have to see to, to run, uh, you know, see the, the run of the course of the trial and see what the, ultimately the decision will be. I think I'm on, I'm on the same boat with you where at the very least I would like to see like a manslaughter um, conviction because mm-hmm. I think that that would be like a good precedent to set to for cops out there, you know, because there's cops, there's good cops, there's predominantly good cops. Most yeah. of all the interactions across the entire country, predominantly nobody gets shot. Very few people get shot. Very few. There's scary facts that are out there that a lot of people are not going to want to hear, which is the fact that, like, not a lot of people get fucking shot, dude, by cops. The vast majority of the daily interactions with people and cops are positive and normal. And, you know, just here's your ticket. Bye. And most cops are good. There are some cops that are bad. I'm not I am not for defund the police. You know, I think that there's a more nuance to the actual solution rather like maybe divert funds from what they do instead of buying like shingles of riot gear and militarizing them how about we invest into training them properly so that they can know how to handle high stress situations like that at the end of the day they're all only fucking people you know what i mean yeah. mm-hmm. and, and maybe have better um exams like uh, psychological evaluations before they enter the force that's something again like instead of defunding them we can maybe move funds into the right place to improve the police force because I, I don't think Look at the situations where there isn't a police force. The Chaz in fucking Portland or whatever the fuck in Seattle. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, people are getting fucking killed there and there's gunfights every day. The 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 place that they memorialize for George Floyd. I was reading a fucking crazy ass article where there's been at least like two to three people that have died because there's no police there. You know, it's an autonomous zone. No fucking police allowed once there whatsoever. Left wing um, fucking left-leaning individuals are out here controlling these sections and they're it's being described as like uh, i wish i would have bookmarked this article to bring it up literally there like where he was murdered um there's like a four or five block radius where it's cordoned and sectioned off and there's no cops in there and it's like a fucking shit show war zone gunfights going on and shit like in the middle of the night and everything it's kind of like it's just like fucking like, Tom Clancy's The Division and shit, bro. hundred percent. Everyone's just fucking going at it on the streets. Yeah, it, or at least how they the way they the way they write it and yeah. how the photos kind of look at the aftermath. For let sure. Me give you a, let me give you a segue, my guy. Give it. The way this court case is going, it reminds me of uh, the recent episode I did with uh, Bernadette Peroskia, which in my case, after reading the entire trial thing and it's still ongoing and shit because she's still going to like push to remove more years from her sentence um it's more of like it at this point it's not trying to prove in my opinion at, at this point it's not whether or not uh you murdered the guy because at this which is part of the whole trial thing but it's more of like did you do it on purpose or not or were you being negligent because at this point the way she fucking did it also was just she literally murdered the guy whether it was self-defense or not because that's another take they took that it was like oh big scary black man i'm a fucking like protect myself and shit like that dude if, if he had as much vent well he definitely did right he had a crazy amount of fentanyl in his system i think somebody can be very very submissive under that much fentanyl exactly so I, I I don't believe that the situation warranted the force that the officer Chauvin or ex officer Chauvin used, Derek Chauvin, whatever the fuck you want to call him. But um, yeah. So, so again, like I'm for possibly being able to, to like have like a, at the very minimum a manslaughter con- conviction because with all the evidence that's come out, I don't think that we can prove that 
he beyond a shadow of a doubt did murder him but there's definitely evidence for at the bare minimum manslaughter yes yes, yes. we'll 100 percent do another i'm following this. this shit dog i'm following it till it ends yeah like, same I, after that all the media coverage i don't even follow it i don't follow media coverage after fucking trial verdicts and shit because everything gets fucking polarized up the ass even the it's, even the more central like outlets yeah, yeah. like choose a side in the end because that's how fucking like hard of a decision it is to make with these things of who it you is, side it really with. is you and, can you can report it be like oh trial said this but what else are you gonna write about it besides just giving a fucking result man i mean was, sometimes that's what journalism requires man just straight up black and white facts no spin on it you know what i mean yeah but and, everyone has to choose a side apparently and i'm just like just fucking give me the story and the facts yeah give me the story give me the facts i'll make of it what i will what i will and, and on that note let's um let's, talk a little let's bit travel more. down the old fucking let's, real grand yeah let's bring <laughs> let's loop this bitch back in here and talk about some aliens on the border bro you know what i mean our podcast what Aliens on the butter. Aliens in the butter, dude. You no, know, so <laughs> one of the other big things that has kind of come out recently is, and I'm sure you guys have seen it. I actually got a text from one of my supervisors one day that was like, "Yo, what's going on with your city?" And and she sent me a link <laughs> of, of like, you know, people crossing through the river and shit. And I was like, dude, that's just every other day. That's always been a thing. Like, it's not yeah, new. Yeah. The fuck. Yeah, but but apparently like there is a huge uh, overflow, and R Roger was making the argument. Uh, I'm re obviously referring to the border crisis. There we go. Sorry, let me bring forth the point I'm trying to get across yeah. here. So the border crisis, right? Um, which, to be completely honest, um, going off of the conversation that we had at the very end of one of the other episodes that we did with Roger and I, you know th that crisis or crises whatever you want to call it has already been going on for forever you know probably dating back to obama fucking uh obama's administration and surprisingly enough uh and i think it was roger that brought this up if not then i might have heard it somewhere else but uh a lot of the bush era politics and policies with regards to um immigration were fairly uh, pro-immigration, if you will, until 9-11, mm -hmm. right? I think this was Roger's point, where the, the whole Patriot Act happened subsequently thereafter, and, you know, they created the, the Department of Homeland Security and whatnot and decided to clamp down on the borders because of the uh, the terrorist attacks, which were not really related to Mexico, per se, where mm -hmm. the majority of the immigrants are coming through. Do My a hot stance? take, dude. Just say it, dude. Just say the hot take, dude. Hot take, dude. Joe Biden does not give a shit about fucking immigrants from South America and or Mexico. And neither yeah. does Kamala Harris. Fuck both of them. That's what I have to say. That's my <laughs> hot take on that. Well, they're Except, both. Well, not maybe not Kamala Harris. Um, Kamala. But I know I know fucking Joe, even though he's a like a Democrat and shit, I'm pretty sure he's more of a conservative. Oh, fuck. He's the fuck only a Democrat in in so far as he is affiliated to the Democratic Party. He yeah. was part of the uh, the crime bill initially mm -hmm. in the '90s with fucking Hillary Clinton and all that, which yeah. is crazy. The Democratic Party is the one that came up with the crime bill and labeled you know people of people of color super predators and all this other shit. 
And it's insane that they've successfully run a great PR campaign under the guise of we're the party of the people when in fact everything they do is nothing but Reagan era economics and more conservative values that are being pushed upon to like keep continuously propagate. Well, they're both they're both fucking both sides of two sides of the same. Yeah. And and this is in in the reference also to the whole border crisis that's happening because and the reason I bring up Joe Biden is because he's a prime example of what an actual, I guess, Democrat, if you want to call them, uh, in in the states and shit. It's a very conservative Democrat. The only thing Democratic about him, besides the title, it's a few legislatures towards like being a little bit more liberal. Because everyone in fucking office are like neoliberals and shit. What some yeah. are just very conservative, and some and are just others in the are a little bit more center right. Yeah, the majority of everyone in politics is center right when it comes to policy, and then far left when it comes to PR campaigns and tw- the fucking yep. tweeting up a storm like AOC and shit. Like, she, AOC literally went from calling these things concentration camps to saying, "Oh, they're they're it's okay now because Joe Biden's in office." You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck? Like, it's the exact same thing, if not worsening conditions. You know, like. I don't know. I, I think, again, in line with what Roger was saying, if, if memory serves, that this whole thing is just kind of like another, it's more like a PR stunt than anything else. It is, honestly. Because it, it's, they... it's just information being repeated over and over again. And that's why in his take, like um, when he got interviewed or whatever, like he actually found it interesting that only the fucking people overseas actually go to the to fucking word the of people mouth. that are like the word? boots on the What's... ground you know what I mean? exactly like grassroots... yeah, on the fucking there yeah on the fucking ground itself instead of speaking to the representatives which for the most part don't really represent us as nope. much anymore because they're just fucking being paid off and just fucking there for to be a pretty face for for yeah like politics is like a career that. now you know what i mean yeah. politics is a whole fucking career it's aoc like celeb, prime example bro. AOC went from being a fucking bartender in New York to having a penthouse in Washington D.C. and making you know she's now she's worth maybe a couple hundred thousand. In the words of twenty twenty one, bro, slay queen. You gotta slay. Yeah, <laughs> you know it, it'd be cool to see like her like use this to kind of like be on the inside and be like takes off the mask one day. He's like, haha! Now that I'm in here, I'm actually gonna do shit for the people. But that yet that has yet to fucking happen. Prime examples of this shit is when the whole um, the what the fuck was the the the, uh, no the name of the bill that they passed for the when we got our fourteen hundred dollars American oh, the, the rescue uh, Americans or something like that yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so something when like they had this bill on the floor they decided to take out the fifteen dollars an hour even though they had the ability to push that in there and make sure that it would pass because they control the Senate right and the White House and they have. Kalmala Harris to give them that plus one that they would have needed if they really fucking wanted to do minimum wage at $15 like they've been campaigning on the whole fucking time they had the perfect fucking opportunity to do so and no one spoke up or voted against the bill to stop it and make sure that shit got included they didn't even include a resolution to maybe have it done in within a year or two like it's been pushed all the fucking way back to god knows when you know what I mean it's just continuous bullshit on both fucking sides pandering and saying like we're we're here to do right by you or, or what have you like it, it, they're really fucking not it's just business as usual as it was before you know what i mean now it's just we have someone that can't finish their fucking sentences and falls upstairs and shit 
<laughs> crazy. Yeah. But the, the border crisis, um, but some, some of the craziest shit is, and sketchiest shit is that they actually, some news outlets and, and mainstream news, this is, have started calling out the Biden administration because they restricted them from access to be able to go see these places. They weren't allowing journalists to go see the conditions which these immigrants were finding themselves in in these fucking crazy ass places. I'm trying to see if I can find like those leaked photos. Oh, yeah, that yeah. Insane. Bro, that shit hurt bro when i Dude. saw that yeah i was like fuck me bro like and, and sometimes i'm not gonna lie like um when i would because i was seeing it firsthand at one point in in uh two summers ago when i was doing that production show and stuff yeah. or is it three it must have been three already actually because it was before we started working together and um and i actually managed to see some of the like the what they had at the time before they were filling up completely and people were shooting footage of that. And that fucking footage for the show never made it on the show. And it actually surprised me. And I didn't even think about it until way later. Look at this shit, bro. Yeah. Fucking nasty, bro. Like, how is this any better than anything else? And then didn't they give them, like, fucking tiny, like, container things now? And they were like, here's a premium fucking... For those who are not watching the live show and are watching the comfort or, of your of your car or home, just Google. Um, I, I look. I had to look up uh, immigrant detention center conditions twenty twenty one on the Google image search. Yeah, and it's fucking insane that we can treat people like this, dude. You know, like it's fucking crazy. Look at all this shit. Makes me sad. The the fucked up part <laughs> is that like a lot of. Jeez. No, being us being here in a border town in Laredo, like the the fucked up part is that a lot of the people that work, uh, customs or immigrations or or, or whatever, like our families are predominantly Hispanic. It yeah. makes me think, like, what what the fuck? Like, how can you turn around and treat like somebody that shares like a similar lineage to you in this sense? Even if you didn't, no. Whitewash, if... bro. Whitewashing history, bro. It happens because then you got fucking coconuts here in Laredo saying that it's perfectly fine, or saying that hey, if you fucking hate it so much over there, maybe go to a different country. Just don't come to mine, and shit like that. And it's like, what the fuck, bro? Like I know, like, do you not realize the foundation of this country is literally immigrants? Like, yeah. The... The people that are indigenous to this country have been, you know, unfortunately wiped out by the people that came in as immigrants. And then it, it when uh, Ellis Island was open, essentially, to all of like the Western and Eastern Europeans, you know, I guess there was less of a, there, there was definitely still prejudice against like Irish people or uh, like Eastern European people specifically. But to a, a, a lesser degree, I suppose, because they were all still predominantly white. You know what I mean? People from all of those countries. And then now that the, the immigration or immigrants rather are coming from places where people are maybe predominantly brown and uh -huh. in some cases even like light skin. Keep going for I, a bit. I'm a, I'll be back like in two minutes. Give me a second. All right, cool. Keep going though. So, yeah, what I'm trying to get at is essentially that it boils down to some weird prejudice that a lot of people have towards people that are just in a different colored skin. I don't know what the solution is if there if there is one in terms of providing feasible policy that can mitigate 
and incorporate all these immigrants that are trying to come over here because a lot of them the vast majority of them my parents being immigrants themselves in the mid 70s you know are only trying to make a better life for themselves you know like that is i think a lot of what all of these people are trying to do leaving conditions that are fucked and a lot of these countries that they leave are fucked because we in some way shape or form have a hand in overthrowing their governments to install leaders that we want and that's shit that they don't fucking talk about. That shit that you'll never hear on the news. That shit that they never fucking talk about. What is the shit that never changes in U.S. policy? And I may catch some fucking flack for this, but if you think about it, we never vote no on war. Both sides of the aisle always, you know, pass military spending bills. And I understand that they, I don't know, maybe in a misplaced or misguided ideology, want to have military supremacy across the entire planet but fuck american imperialism is what has made us so many enemies all over the fucking planet whether it's in the middle east whether it's in south america or even like southern north america american imperialism has made it such that we have enemies everywhere and now we have to walk around strapped like a motherfucker because of that you know what i mean like they've set up the situation to where now if we ease off the pedal for military spending and shit if, if any of the other major countries find a, a chink in the armor so to speak and not to don't fucking take that out of context people <laughs> it's just part of the saying um if they find any sort of weakness or, or they might capitalize on exploiting that but you know it, it's scary to think that all this fucking time we've people across the country have just been trying to live and the motherfuckers that are out here driving this bitch are just running over people left and right, not giving a shit. And there's consequences that we may have to face with the fuck, whether we fucking like it or not. You know, are we talking about like imperialism or something? Yes. So, so the rant that I just went on is that um, a lot of the people I think that are leaving their countries, you know, whether it be in Mexico or any Central or South American countries, are leaving to find a better life for them you know and the example mm-hmm. i gave was like my parents that emigrated to the states in, in the mid-70s and have since then you know become american citizens and everything and the, the, i understand that there is a, a system in place but maybe it's it's just not structured in a way to handle this many cases at one time and i i, I was just simply stating that i don't have the answer for that because i'm not an expert in immigration policy or mm-hmm. any sort of policy for that matter i'm simply you know, trying to point fingers and make everybody wake the fuck up. But the one of the Im- immediate results of, or one of the factors that created the situation is American imperialism. You know, where we go to other countries in Central and South America and are just like, you know what, let's install this dictator or this one. That way we can take advantage of resources and whatnot. And maybe that's a very simplistic and naive view about it. But if you look back at what the fuck they've done, with the cia and covert operations here and there and you know clandestine operations even then it, it kind of comes e- becomes very easy to see like yeah, yeah you know the photo of course i think the the issue with that um besides being fucking awful to be to to do imperialism uh, it's more of like the reason i think everything was so easy to to do that back then we're talking about like 70s 80s when we were taking over fucking like countries for a bit, like just meddling in, in business that we 
we shouldn't been doing to begin with even yeah. though people like why the fuck did we get the title of being a police of the world and shit like there was no point for us to do shit like that the, Not to, but i think that's like what the fuck yeah but the point i'm making is that like at back then technology wasn't popping there was news channels and things like that but the news would travel slower uh compared to today where today yeah. if so, if fucking if the united states did something similar to that bro fucking it'd be popping off on twitter instagram facebook everything else bro like you would see stories on that shit asap and that's why i think like we're not doing that anymore at this point because technology has gone so far that like everyone is just gonna get caught in 4k <laughs> i don't know i i think that we're still doing it probably you know oh, but the... very like hush hush like exactly curtains and shit. like like one of the most recent examples is the whole situation in Venezuela where they're, again, propping up, like, the opposition to it and everything and install. I'm not even sure if it was Venezuela, but it might be. Um, <laughs> some southern South American country, of course, or Central American in this case. But, uh, again, we're trying to install, like, the opposition to the place that's going on there rather than letting it evolve on its own and do its own thing because that's essentially what I think we should do. Is it wrong? I don't fucking know. You know what I mean? But yeah, who are we? to say what is right and what is wrong, you know, like it, we're, we're um, anyways, I digress. I, I wanted to bring up this comment here. Uh, shout out to Dana. What's up? Thank you for liking and subscribing and share this shit. Uh, call me crazy, but I see the U S taking over Mexico to fix the cartel problem and fix the border issue. What do you think about that? It's been happening, but we, there's a lot of like fucking bureaucratic red tape that we have to go through for example with the whole and, they, and they've touched base on it very lightly and i had to deep dive uh dive deeper into it when narcos came out and it was popping and also narcos mexico and shit like that i got into it for a bit because i was like what is the legislator behind that shit and apparently we're actually able to go in there and kind of fuck shit up uh for the most part whenever we want until mexico says nah fam you can stop already we'll take it from here so they can get like the glory and shit of it, but, um, but I think Mexico, at this point, it's trying to do its best to turn shit around, but with the with the fucking uh, po politicians being bought out so hard, it's just taking a fucking long time, and but I don't see, I don't agree with, with Eddie there in terms of like us going in to fix shit like as in we're sending like military for it for that shit if that's what you're thinking i don't military think that's gonna happen yeah that's it's not gonna happen one be bit. considered like an act of war so. yeah it would be because we're literally if we send troops there to it's kill a, mexican citizens sovereign country yeah yeah to kill mexican citizens that even if they're if it's a cartel it doesn't fucking matter you can mark them down as like a terrorist group and shit but that's still Mexican citizens. It's it's funny that we're saying this when we do exactly that in the Middle East and just Ex send dude, fucking flying fuck death yes, machines. Bro. Here's a fucking predator, dude. <laughs> fucking out here. Yeah. It, it's insane. And I don't know, man. The, the, the Predator, get this and look into this because this is completely unrelated to the topic that we're talking about and we're, we're getting ready to wrap here. But predator drone strikes have targeted U.S. citizens on foreign soil and have killed two U.S. citizens authorized by the Obama administration. Damn. I think that's fucking crazy. Go down that rabbit hole and see, 
you know, how fucking much we've, how far we've actually gotten from having any sort of semblance of real governance. Mm -hmm. Just fucking out here operating with impunity. There hasn't really been any formal declaration of war. You know, the, the, the commander in chief since the Bush times have kind of just been sending troops nonstop. There, there really has been no formal declaration of war on any country or any sovereign nation. We're fighting an idea. The, the fucking war against terror. I don't know. I'm not for it. That doesn't mean that I don't I'm support... I'm actually amazed that that statement hasn't even come up yet in presidential Dude. elections and shit. I'm yeah. waiting for it to come up again, but we're going to have to get another, like... The, um... the only candidate that was staunchly anti-war and anti-interventionalist and anything was Tulsi Gabbard, a woman of color, a Democrat, that, you know, fucking stepped off of the DNC convention or the uh, her position at the DNC post Hillary uh, debacle with whole Debbie Wasserman Schultz and all this shit. Oh, yeah. Like did the right thing. And it was like, fuck that. I'm not out here trying to collude or anything. I'm peace. And overall, a great candidate. They changed the rules on her so many times to not allow her to get into the debates, even though she was eligible to get into the debates in this last presidency run. And they've done their best to smear her as like an Assad apologist or controlled opposition by Russia and get dude she's a fucking veteran war veteran medic combat medic still in under active duty yeah. and a, uh, a woman nonetheless uh a minority at that you know like all of the things that you would think that these people would support right the so-called left-wing people that want equality yeah. for everything and shit but guess what she speaks out against war and all that so fuck no they were not going to allow her to come on board fucking wild yeah but uh, I think uh, we're going to pick a good spot to kind of wrap it up here. Um, you know, we wanted to keep it today kind of short and directly to the point. Uh, if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to our, our podcast on Spotify, Apple, SoundCloud, whatever the fuck it is that you want to listen to. Um, I'll post the, the link again here in, in the comments so you guys can go to our link tree and go check out our podcast, all of our sister podcasts. Make sure you check out Kevin's podcast. Plug. Oh, is that where? <laughs> yes. Uh, I have two. Uh, you can listen to uh, Beans, Brews, and Buds. It's a coffee hour podcast. It's every other Monday. Uh, we're actually going to go up to Beeville soon uh, to um, interview the coffee barrel owner, Deval uh, Patel, who's Deval Patel, uh, which is a very fascinating dude we met while we were getting vaccinated. So we're going to go up for our vaccines and get fucking coffee and do an episode over there. Um, also follow the uh, On the Streets of Laredo, uh, a Texas true crime podcast. Right now, it is in a form of a small hiatus because I have been technically dedicating a lot of time to the coffee one. And I'm trying to see if I can find like some method of like, you know, one podcast at a time and shit like that. But I bet, okay. I'm still working on one on two episodes, though. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> I've fucking done it. <laughs> Thanks, Don. We appreciate it. You know, make sure you share this shit. Leave us wait, reviews wait, wait. Korean on Apple. Hearts, dog. Yeah, Korean Hearts, <laughs> dude. Make make sure you leave us like five star reviews uh, on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Apple rather, podcasts. that that really helps us a lot in making sure that you know it could get out there. Uh, recommend it to your friends or if you like it, if you fuck with it, or if not, just tell them to go make fun of us. Whatever, we don't care uh also check out that's just my opinion podcast they just started their latest mer their first and latest mer merch run for uh t-shirts and stickers hold on let me see if i can bring up the 
the post on that there. Hell yeah. Uh, but yeah, if you haven't listened to them, I kind of mentioned it in the, in the beginning of the uh, of the podcast and stuff. I was stuttering like crazy because I'm a fucking idiot. And I was trying to describe their chemistry. And I and the only words that came out was like sassy, entertaining, and just... Yeah, it's, it's a very good time to, to listen to them. I usually listen to them... Um, funny enough when i'm like cooking and shit because i'm always trying to watch something funny or something entertaining while i'm cooking in this case i can actually focus focus more on cooking while listening to them like just shoot the shit and talk so, to my mas and shit bro it's very yeah, fun go, go, you can place your orders you can dm them on instagram or on facebook and pay through venmo this is the shirt that they're running right now it's a cool kids shirt uh they have it in black and in white the backside is that that's just my opinion podcast logo. You got Tracy and Marlene on there. And then uh, we got stickers. Boom, bang, bingo. What's up? My favorite personally uh, is this one right here. And then you can do the bundle if you want <laughs> with the shirt and all the stickers. Hola Cola is the best sticker that's out it there. It fucking is, bro. That shit's yeah. a funny as Hola Cola. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, again, that's just my opinion podcast at TJMO Podcast on pretty much all the social medias that you want to find them. And uh, also uh, the lockdown listens, you know, Roger's working on season two for that. That's coming very soon. And uh, keep it locked here on Aliens on the Border. Always. We're going to be working on merch very soon, too. Correct. Hopefully we're going to resurrect Fourth Dimension Fridays. I've been saying that for so long already, but I will be trying to make that happen as soon as I fucking can. We love you guys. Thank you for tuning in. Good night.